This message is brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about our ministries, we encourage you to visit us online at tabernaclehickory.org. That's tabernaclehickory.org. You can find our sermons on a number of platforms, including Apple iTunes, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. We trust that God will use this message to speak to your heart. I'd like to ask you if you would to take God's word and go with me into the Old Testament and find, if you would, the book of Isaiah. And we'll go to Isaiah 55 this morning. Isaiah 55. And uh, we'll begin reading in verse number 1, Isaiah chapter 55 and verse number 1. And I invite you as I'm reading, you have your Bible open at home or wherever you may be, and I want to encourage you to read it together with me. Verse number one, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat, yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me, hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, when the sure mercies of David... Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and a commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts." For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy, and be led forth with peace." The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. I want us to pray together and uh, ask the Lord to speak to us through his word today. Our Father, we thank you. We thank you for the record of your word. We thank you that we hold in our hands the inspired, infallible, inerrant word of God. And we pray that you would speak to our hearts today. 
We pray that you would speak to those who will see this broadcast and view it in days ahead. We pray that you will use it to speak to them and meet the needs of their lives. Now, Holy Spirit, have your way in our hearts. Use me as I preach your word today and help those who hear that we will truly listen and be changed. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to call your attention to verse number six when the Bible says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. I want to speak to you this morning on the subject, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Seek him. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Oftentimes we use the word while. We speak about uh, things that we'll do. Just we'll do them in a, in a while, in just a period of time. And here the Bible speaks about a period of time where God is encouraging us and exhorting us, admonishing us to seek him in a time, in a period when he may be found. In a time, in a period when he is near to us. And I want to tell you that God has interrupted our lives and our schedules through this time of the coronavirus when it seems as if everything is closing down and everything is shutting down. During this time of interruption, when our hearts are filled sometimes with anxiety and with concern and with fear, uh, we need to ask ourselves this question, what is God doing. And I want you to make no mistake about it. God is working in your life. He's working in our world and God has a purpose and a plan for our church, for your life, for your family, and for this world through this time. And my prayer that I'm asking the Lord to do in my own life is to help me that he would accomplish his purpose in my life through this time, that God would not allow me to waste this opportunity but that I would hear from him and that I would heed his word, that I would examine my life, that I would be willing to, to change some things as the Holy Spirit leads me, as God speaks to me, that there would be changes and, and that there would be priorities established and that I would take advantage of this opportunity that God has given to me and to others to seek him, to seek him while he may be found. And maybe this morning you're watching and you're very concerned and uh, you're wondering what in the world is, is, is happening. I want you to know that everything is in God's hand and it's under God's control. And you may, you may not know the Lord as your savior and you may be beginning to question uh, what is God trying to do, not only in the world, but what is he going to do in my life? Well, the Lord is, is speaking to us here through his word in the book of Isaiah. And here's his purpose, that we would seek him while he may be found. And so I want to encourage you, if you do not know the Lord as your savior, to begin to question and wonder and seek the Lord and allow God an opportunity to speak to you. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Time is a precious commodity and God has given us this opportunity.
to be interrupted, as I have said, in our schedules, and many from their work, to be confined in many ways to our homes, with our families, and to have the distractions of our lives, many, not all, but many, removed from us. What an opportunity for God to speak to us. What an opportunity for God to speak to you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Now, in this passage, I want us to note some things. First of all, I'll just give them to you in a word. Number one, invitation. Invitation. Notice what the Bible says in verse number one. Ho. That is a, that's a word that you don't often hear. It's an expression. And here's what it means. Take note. Pay attention. God begins speaking to us by telling us, take note of what I'm about to say. Pay attention to what I'm saying here. Everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Here we find an invitation. And what I want to encourage you with this morning is that God has extended this invitation during this time when we have uh, had this interruption in our lives, during this time when many of the distractions have been removed, during this time uh, when we are learning that we cannot count on our, our abilities and our skills and our, uh, our uh, opportunities in the workplace to sustain us, during this time of unsettled uh, emotion and concern in our lives. We have an opportunity to hear the voice of God and God is extending to us an invitation. An invitation to come to him. And perhaps you would have not hearkened to that invitation had it not been for this time of interruption. And God is using it in your life to allow you this morning to hear his voice as he says to you, come. Notice again in verse one, everyone that thirsteth. I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you thirsty? The psalmist said, my heart panteth after thee, O God. Lord, I am thirsty for you. I desire to know you. Let me ask you a question this morning. Do you desire to know God? Do you desire to know his word? Have you been filled with the things of this world? Have you tasted enough of it to know that it does not satisfy and therefore you know there is something more? You know there is something that is meaningful? You know that you need help beyond any human ability to meet that need? And so this morning, I wanna ask you, are you thirsty for God? Is there a void in your soul? Is there a gnawing feeling in your heart and you understand that you need God? God has an invitation for you this morning. Everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. First of all, as we think about this invitation, I want to tell you it is an invitation that is available to all people. I love the words of the Bible. Everyone that thirsteth, come. God extends this offer to everyone. 
It is available to whosoever will. Jesus said in John chapter 7 and verse number 37, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. As long as you're thirsty, as long as you recognize your need for God, as long as you're looking to him, friend, that's all you need to have is just a thirst, a desire to know him. And if you have it, Jesus said, come unto me. The Bible says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I love the word whosoever. In John 4, verses 13 and 14, Jesus answered and said unto them, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. He's speaking to the woman at the well. He said, If you drink of the physical water of the well, you will thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. This is an invitation that is extended to all. In Romans chapter 10 and verse number 13, the Bible said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It is available to you. God is speaking to you through this crisis. God is speaking to you through this interruption. God is speaking to you by his word and through his spirit. And he's saying, come unto me if you're thirsty. I'll satisfy you. This is available to all and it's valued above all. Notice what he says in, in verse number one. He says, come ye to the waters and he that hath no money. It means he has no ability to pay. I want to tell you that each of us owe a debt that we cannot pay. The Bible says that the wages of our sin is death. What we deserve, the payment for our sin is death. Death eternal. Death in a place called hell. A payment that though we spend an eternity in an awful place can never be satisfied. I want you to know that though we have no ability to pay for our sin, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to this earth and lived the righteous holy life and died on the cross, the sinless one who was made to be sin for us, dying in our place, offers to us salvation because of the payment that he made. Amen. And though I have no ability to pay for my sin, I can look to the one who paid for it. The invitation is open and it's available to me. And this is a, an invitation to enjoy a salvation that is valued above all things. Amen. Notice what he says. Come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. In other words, you cannot put a price on it. It is, it is above value. The Bible teaches that I am not redeemed with silver and gold, but I am redeemed by the precious blood of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. There is no value that you can place upon this salvation that God offers to us. But yet the Lord offers it to us and he offers it to us freely. There is nothing you can do to deserve it. There is nothing that you can do to earn it. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe, but he offers it freely to you. Here this morning in Isaiah 55, as you're sitting at home or on the job or wherever you may be, here this morning, the Holy Spirit of God inviting you to come to him. Amen. To come to him. 
This is an invitation. The second word that I would encourage you to write down this morning is the word consideration. Consideration means to think, to think about something. The Lord has extended an offer to us, and now he is reasoning with us concerning why we should heed this offer of salvation. Notice, if you would, please, in verse number two, wherefore, you, wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Now the Lord Jesus is using beautiful word pictures to help us understand that if we come to him, we can come to him like a thirsty man would come to a place to gain water. And he would find there more than he could ever pay for. He would find there much more than he could ever imagine. That milk that gives strength, that wine that produces joy, God offers strength and joy to us. It's more than just a drink of water, friend. But it is a, a drink of water that will satisfy the longing of our soul. And God speaks to us and says, now, as you come, I want you to consider some things. Consider that you are, verse 2, you spend money for that which is not bread. And your labor for that which satisfieth not. Here he speaks, speaking to us as we consider, let's think about this word, contentment. Contentment. What he's saying to us is consider what you are doing, how you are spending your time, how you are spending your resources, the, the desires of your heart, the affections of your life, what, what you are pursuing in life, whether it is your career, whether it is entertainment or pleasures or, or whatever it may be, what he is saying to us in this invitation is a time for us to consider our lives and what we're doing with our lives and what we're seeking to be satisfied with. Now, notice what he says. He says, you spend money for that which is not bread. You think you're buying bread, but it's really not bread. It really won't fill you. It really won't satisfy you. Then he says, and your labor, your energy, your work, that which satisfieth not. Now, there was a man in the Bible named Solomon. He was the king. And uh, Solomon was the king of Israel at the zenith of its power and of its wealth. And Solomon is the son of David. And Solomon had a great beginning. He asked the Lord for wisdom and God gave him wisdom. But the Bible says that Solomon began to marry many wives. In fact, he had over a thousand. Imagine that. And Solomon was a man who is a picture for us of a man who had everything the world had to offer him. But the problem with Solomon is that those wives and those things turned his heart from God. And he wrote a book called the book of Ecclesiastes, which really speaks to us about the futility of a life lived apart from God. A life lived independent of God, without need for God. And so Solomon, as he wrote about that, uh, says something to us that's very important for us uh, to consider in Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse number 17. Now, I want to tell you that Solomon lived life, at least according to the world standards, to its fullest. He was a man who was filled with wisdom. 
In fact, his wisdom was matchless. The queen of Sheba said, the half has not been told. He was a man who enjoyed all the pleasures of this world. He said, I, I gave my heart, my heart to mirth and, and to wine. Here was a man who, who gave himself the pleasure. He had wives over a thousand. He accomplished great works. According to the world's standards, he would have been on all the covers of the magazines. He would have been uh, the object of, of the, um, the, the media who would follow him about. I mean, he would be the person that the world would say, this guy has it all. But I want you to notice something. Though he had it all, he was doing it independent of God. And he says to us in Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse number 17, Therefore, I hated life. Imagine that. A man with all of those things said, I hated life. Do you know what he found? He found that those things could not satisfy him. He spent his time pursuing them. He spent his energies going after them. But he kept coming up empty. And he said in Ecclesiastes 2 and verse 17, Therefore I hated life, because the work that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me, for all is vanity and vexation of spirit. In other words, I'm just constantly disappointed. I have, I have wisdom, but it's disappointing. I have all the pleasures, but they're disappointing. I have a thousand wives, and I'm a disappointed man. I have accomplished great works. I have great wealth. But I am disappointed. I've been laboring, but I'm not satisfied. I'm not content. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 27 and verse 20 that the eyes of man are never satisfied. You know, in recent days, we've had a lot of things in our society that are dear to us, that characterize the American life. Those things are have been removed from our lives in recent days. Think about it. We have a suffering economy right now. We have inability to travel wherever we may wish to travel. Uh, there's the inability that many have to go to their jobs. Uh, there is uh, the inability to access uh, new entertainments because no one can, can be involved in, in producing new entertainments. And then there's a complete halt to the athletic events that are so near and dear to American culture. And we find ourselves in a time where all of these idols, these things that have become uh, like gods to us, have been interrupted and have been removed. And why is that? So that God can speak to us in this time and say, think about all those things that you've pursued. Have they brought you satisfaction? Have they brought peace to your soul? Have they given you rest? Or are you a restless man like Solomon, just trying to find some contentment, trying to find some peace, but you find that it is unavailable to you? There's only one place you can find it. That's in the Lord. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, in verse number 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Solomon said, I've been laboring, I've been working, I've been pursuing life to its fullest, but I keep coming up empty. I'm heavy laden. I hate my life. Jesus says, come unto me, and I will give you rest. You will find in me and only in me. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There is no other way to get to the Father but through Jesus Christ. If you'll come unto him, he will give you rest for your soul.
He says in Matthew eleven twenty nine, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Peace in your heart, contentment in your life. Oh, the Lord offers to us the bread that truly satisfies. He said to them again in verse two, wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? Jesus told the crowds how they could get bread. He said in John chapter 6 and verse number 48, I am that bread of life. Oh, if you want bread that will satisfy you and sustain you, you'll only find it in one place. You'll only find it in Jesus. In verse 51 of John 6, he said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, if he, sh he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Jesus Christ gave his life for you so that you might have life. In John 6, 63, he said to the crowd, it is the spirit that quickeneth. In other words, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh, what you want with the cravings and desires of your flesh, your earthly flesh, profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life. What is he saying? He said, I want you to consider something. Consider the fact that you've been laboring in this life and you are not content. Find contentment and satisfaction in me. Consider that. And God has brought us to a place where things are anything but normal. And he's given us time to consider what we would not have considered before. As we think about considering, we think about the satisfaction of contentment that he offers, but we also think in verse number three of the security of the covenant that he offers. A covenant was a very important thing in Eastern culture. People would be, uh, people, uh, nationalities and tribes would enter into covenants together. They would enter into those covenants to protect and preserve their lives and their families and their nation. And so nations would enter into a covenant. We live in a world of great danger. And we are by nature sinners. And we are at enmity with God. God is not at enmity with us. We are at enmity against God as sinners in rebellion against him. But God who loves us sent his son to die on the cross for us and to unite us to him in a covenant, a covenant of security that protects us from the wages of sin, that protects us from a destiny in the devil's hell. The Lord Jesus offers to us a covenant of everlasting life. Notice it in verse three. Incline your ear and come unto me here and your soul shall live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. What is the Lord saying here? He's saying you can come to me and you will receive contentment and you will be a part of a covenant with me and I have promised to keep my covenant. I will protect you. I will provide your needs. I will take care of you. And when life is over and you cross 
uh, death's chilling sea, you're going to enter in to the glory land. What a covenant. And the Lord says, consider this. Consider this today. Consider that I will provide you the thing that will satisfy and bring contentment to your soul. Consider that I will bring you under a covenant of security. Consider this. It's a word of invitation. It's a word of consideration. Then finally, it's a word of exhortation. Exhortation. Notice it again in verse number six. The Lord says, now I have your attention. Here's what I want to call you to do. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. <clears throat> the exhortation is to come to him, to come to Jesus. Now, this exhortation has a note of urgency about it. There is the urgency of the time. Notice again, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. The word while uh, is, is an implication for us to help us to understand that now he may be found. Now he is near. But the word while would help us to understand that that will not always be the case. And so God in this time, in these moments, in these days of disturbance, may be wooing you, speaking to you, inviting you, causing you to consider some things. Don't take it for granted. Don't let it pass you by while God is dealing with you, while God is speaking to you. Heed his voice. Come to him. The exhortation is an urgent one based on the urgency of the time. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Oh, friend, come to Jesus. Come to the Lord. There's the urgency of the time, but then there's the urgency of the trouble. We are living in a world filled with trouble. Job said that the life of a man is a few days and full of trouble. There is coming a time when the Lord will rapture his church away and the world will enter into what is known as the tribulation period. The Bible teaches us that there will be troubles upon the earth that the earth has not seen before and that the earth will never see again. A trouble that is beyond the ability of many to even think or fathom how troublesome that will be. And then, friend, after that, there will be a judgment time. And souls who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ will be cast into the lake of fire. And they will for always and forever be there. Oh, think of the suffering. Think of the languish. Think of the regret. Think of the heartache. Oh, think of the hopelessness. Think of the trouble that is awaiting those who reject the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the Lord says, seek me. Verse 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. You see, all of us are sinners. For all of sinning comes short of the glory of God. We are all wicked. We are all unrighteous. 
And because of our wickedness, our sinfulness, because of our unrighteousness, the way of our lives, the course of our lives is the wrong course. And the pattern of thinking in our mind is the wrong pattern of thinking. And so God, because of the urgency of the trouble, calls us to turn around, to repent, to change course. Notice what he says again in verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord, the Lord who loves you, the Lord who created you, the Lord who died to save you. Will you, will you turn from yourself and your sin and will you return, come to him? The Bible has a wonderful promise for us. If we will come, the Bible said he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. God wants to save you. God wants to forgive you. God wants to give you a future. He wants to give you a hope. He wants to place you into his family. And so I encourage you to heed the exhortation in this urgent time, in this troublesome time, turn to him. You say, Pastor, how do I do that? Well, I want to ask you a question. Are you thirsty? Do you realize that this world will not satisfy you? All the money, all the fame, all the recognition, all the accomplishment, all of the buildings and houses and all of the wealth you could accumulate, all the pleasures you could enjoy, all the successes you could experience won't satisfy you. Only Jesus will satisfy you. Are you thirsty? Do you know that you need God? Do you know that you're a sinner on your way to hell? And do you know that God loves you? Do you know that he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you? And are you willing today to forsake your way? Are you willing today to come to him and seek his forgiveness and seek his salvation? Oh, I got some good news for you. If you're willing to do that, the Lord Jesus said in verse number one, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat, come. Buy wine and milk without money, without price. The Lord says, I will give it to you. Freely will I give it to you. In Revelation chapter 22 and verse number 17, the word of God says, and the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Will you come to Jesus today? You say, how do I do that? Will you come to him in faith, believing? You confess that he is the son of God, that he died for you, that he rose again the third day. You confess that you are a sinner, and you ask the Lord Jesus to save you. And on the authority of God's word, he will save you. I want to invite you to do that today.
I also want to encourage God's people as we have perhaps drifted away from the Lord. We've forgotten our priorities. We've been carried away by the idols of this world. God, in these moments, offers to us the invitation again to come to him. Not for salvation, but for the rest in our soul that we so desperately need. You see, as we go through this life away from God, we're disquieted. We know, we know things aren't right. And God is using these moments and this time to give us an opportunity to get back to him, to seek him. I want to encourage you, Christian, maximize this time. Read your Bible. Spend time in prayer. Uh, Ask God to speak to you. Write things down as he does. Make some life-changing decisions. Allow God to accomplish his purpose and his plan in your life. Thank you for listening to this message from Tabernacle Baptist Church. We pray that God has used his word to speak to your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of Tabernacle Baptist Church, you can go to our website, tabernaclehickory.org. That is tabernaclehickory.org. There you'll find additional resources that we pray God will use to be a help to you. If the Lord should lead you to partner with us or make a donation online, you'll find a link provided on the website at tabernaclehickory.org. May God bless you and thank you for listening.